can you hear me? I can hear you. Awesome. What's going on, Sean? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, Barry. Thanks for taking some time. Yeah, no worries. Well, you're getting ready to head over to Germany, right? I am in Germany. I'm in a Stuttgart, Germany right now. Yeah. All right. Well, that saves me the question of uh, where are you at? So you're in Germany. There you go. Now I'm jealous. I didn't it's, bring it's five o'clock here. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's time. Yeah, we came in a few days early just to, uh, to acclimate and get our the jet lag over with before we start hitting off all these festivals over here. We're what, a month away from Planet Zero, July 1st? Yes, I can't wait. I'm ready. I'm so sick of sitting on this record. I can't wait for it to get out there. I know it was supposed to be out earlier. What was the delay? Um, so uh, s- supply chain, getting the vinyl done in time. We ordered it gosh, almost eight, nine months ago now, a month before the album's supposed to release. They call us and go, yeah, we're not going to have it done. We won't have it done until June. And we're like, are you kidding? Because that's what, when we release a record, we want the fans to get everything that they want to get and not just have some weird pre-order that's going to show up, you know, a few months after you get the record. It's like, that's just, you want a big release. So uh, we had to push it, unfortunately. But July 1st is the day. So we got one month. Uh, congratulations on another uh, number one rock track with Planet Zero. 17 number ones. Every single you put out, top five, and you were named the greatest slash most successful uh, mainstream rock artist of all time. How do you wrap your head around that with uh, all the great rock artists that have been, uh, been out there? It's uh, honestly humbling. You know, when you're in it, you don't even realize that that all has transpired. You know, you're just on doing the next thing or, or working on the next record or playing shows. You don't realize all those things. So you, you take a pause and you give yourself a pat on the back and then you get back to work, honestly. You know, it'll be nice to look back at my life and know that, you know, we left a legacy and something special. But we also don't rest on that. We're always trying to do whatever's next for Shinedown. So it's humbling. Honestly, you know, when you look at all the great bands out there to even get that title is just weird. <laughs> it's odd. <laughs> so you talk about the legacy and, uh, you know, obviously the industry's changed, even especially yeah. the rock bands, album sales don't necessarily translate <laughs> like they did. But in the case of Shinedown, maybe the album sales aren't there like they were at one point in time, maybe the single sales, but as a live band, you guys got bigger and bigger with every record. Is that something you guys have strived for over the years? Absolutely. Um, for two reasons. One, you want to grow as a band. And you want to be able to show that growth and become a better band. I think every time we come out with a new record and, and we become better musicians every every year that you play an instrument, um, you also become better performers. And two, uh, it costs a lot of money to go to a show. And if you don't give the fans an actual show, you're, you're cheating them out of the hard-earned money that they spent to watch you perform. So we really try to bring the biggest show we can. We look up to bands that bring big shows, the, you know, the U2s, the, the Stones, the ACDCs, the list goes on and on. Those bands bring shows, and that's why people keep coming back and more people and more generations come to those shows because they're like, I want to see that kiss. I mean, look how long they've been doing it. They bring a show every single time. And we want to be one of those legacy bands, too, that are still doing this when we're, you know, older and in order to do that, you really have to invest in yourselves, invest in your brand, spend the money and bring a show to the people. You know, talking of uh, legacy and the longevity of Shinedown, I guess uh, the band around 2001, the first record was 2003. You've been there since pretty much the beginning. So as of 2022, Shinedown is legal age to drink. Um, yes. As you are toasting with your beer right now in Germany. Yeah, I just turned um, 21, folks. I'm very, I just turned 21. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, did, did you ever imagine it would go this long and, and is going to continue on for, for years and, and hopefully decades to come? I hoped. 
and I'm very glad that we have. You know, it wasn't an easy run. Everybody knows the history of this band with, you know, Brent's addiction issues and things of that nature. There was, it was touch and go many times. Um, it's the best it's ever been and the healthiest it's ever been now. I'm just glad we're still here. And honestly, we're having more fun now than we ever had. We get along more now. We're still all on the same bus. We still eat dinner together. We still hang out with each other. You know, we're not one of those bands that are showing up in separate dressing rooms and just going through the motions. <laughs> on stage and really hate each other we're still a brotherhood and i love it and i love the fact that again we're humbled and i pinch myself we're lucky enough to do what we love for a living that's insane to me that i've had a career literally i can call it a career now of 21 years of making music professionally that's huge that's awesome i got to preview the next single daylight i know we've gotten uh couple songs from uh, Planet Zero so far, but Daylight, I, I, I feel like that's another song that's going to uh, go climbing up the charts, probably to number one again. Different than Planet Zero, the single. Yeah. Important to you and, and Brent and the rest of the guys, and, and I'm sure a lot goes with, with Brent and his uh, songwriting. To be able mm-hmm. to be a band that can, can rock out, write a ballad, write a mid-tempo song, go back to rocking out, is that something you guys uh, strive uh, to do when you go in to make a new record? Yes and no. We don't go in and going, okay, this album needs its ballad, this album needs its heavy track, things like that. But that's just, we write songs and whatever we feel. We've always written what we feel in that moment. And it's not always punching you in the face like Planet Zero does. Sometimes you're writing about emotion that you've gone through because all of our songs throughout the years are true stories. It's either something we as the four band members have experienced or we the four band members have seen. Um, they're all true stories. And I think that's what makes us so relatable to our fans. Um, and Daylight's that way too. You know, you listen to those lyrics, they're real. They're about what we all have gone through during the past few years, and especially what this band went through. And Brent, we're all, look, we're a bunch of artists. So we're a bunch of sensitive dudes. And <laughs> that's just how it is. And any artist that tells you different is lying. You, you put your emotions out there. We're emotional creatures. And that's what the song is. And, and that's who Brent is when he writes, and especially lyrics. Uh, he doesn't care what it is that's coming out of him. He just, this is what came out. Here it is. Is it a good song? Because we're fans of all music. You know, I'll listen to anything if it's a good song. And we try to write that way too. We're just going to put what, what we think is the best shine down song that we can write out there. And that's why we create records still. We don't do singles. It's not like, oh, look, Shinedown just dropped that new single track and no album comes with it. We're like, no, we got to write an album. This is a, a, a time capsule of the past four or five years of our lives. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you're in Germany. You're getting ready for some shows. I think, uh, was it June 3rd is the first show back here in the States. You're going to be in our uh, neck of the woods at the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, which just a few months ago was the Waterfront Music Pavilion, which last year was the BB&T Pavilion. Okay, Thank now I know where it is because I didn't realize the name changed that much. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember what, like, where is this? And now, yeah. now I know. Okay, gotcha. So yes, yes, it's, it's gone through uh, many name changes. I think about eight since it, it started in the mid-90s. Uh, you'll be here on September 11th, which is one year to the date that you were at the Met in Philly on September 11th last year uh, in our yeah. neck of the woods. What can fans expect uh, coming to this Shinedown show? I know you've done some shows already, but with the new record and everything, uh, what can we expect when we uh, we see you live? It's, it's going to be a big show. We're bringing everything you can possibly pack into an amphitheater. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun and having a jelly roll with us should be a really cool, you know, two powerful singers on stage so i think it'll be a really fun tour for the fans and a lot of great music um we already know him he's a great guy and we get along so it'll be a, a fun tour that way and you know we're known for blowing things up we're gonna do that and okay. big light shows and all those things and okay. you know 
it gets harder now to pick what songs we're going to play, but you'll definitely get a, a nice smattering of the hits and maybe a couple of new things off the new record. That's, uh, that was my I have set list literally typed right here because you might not write for singles, but you have a million of them and you got a lot of number ones. <laughs> and then you got you got the new record you obviously want to showcase as well. Is it difficult now to, to, to get this set list together? There might be a little bit of infighting. <laughs> Everyone's. <laughs> Um, it's becoming difficult because some of those songs, you know, I, I think back to, you know, oh, I got to play Fly From The Inside again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's not about me. It's about the fans want to hear Fly From The Inside, even though I've played it over many times. Um, it's It gets very difficult, but that's that's the fun of it. You know, God, hey, at least those are uptown problems. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a bad thing. So it'll be, we haven't made that set list yet. Uh, we typically make them once we go into rehearsals for whatever that tour is, we'll start making that set list. But it'll be a good one. It'll be a good show. I, I haven't said this to an artist in a while, but I remember interviewing uh, one of the members of Clutch. I think it was the lead singer of Clutch uh, here mm-hmm. in Atlantic City. He says each night the, a different member picks the set list. And, yeah. uh, and, that's, and if you don't like it too bad, this is what they pick. <laughs> and that's I, how they do their set list. I, I, I applaud them for that. Um, <laughs> no way in hell. <laughs> that's not happening. Um, two reasons. One, myself and Eric don't have the mental capacity to change it up. We're such creatures of habit. It throws us for a loop. Like, Oh, you want to play that deep cut off of uh, us and them. I don't remember how to play that song, man. I gotta go back. <laughs> um, and two, the way we structure our shows and the way the lighting and the pyro is all timed and synced with computers and interludes and things of that nature to switch that up would be a nightmare, honestly. So what <laughs> we usually do is build a master set list. And then we have moments in there where we can switch out and we call them audibles. And there's like two or three songs that we could put in those spots. And that way we can switch it up, but it still has the still has your nice little out on. Before I wrap this up, thank you to Shine Down for being a big supporter of our station here. You did two shows for us at the House of Blues, the old House of Blues in Atlantic City, which is such a great venue. And then yes. not too long ago, uh, you did a show at the Hard Rock for us as well. You've been part of WMGM for the last, I guess we're now 11 years old at this mm-hmm. point in time. So we thank you for being a part of our station over the first decade. Uh, you kidding? Uh, we appreciate it. Look, uh, this band was built on radio and the support that we've gotten from radio. So it is definitely a mutual uh, relationship and, and you guys have always been supportive of us and that's what's helped us get those 17 number ones so uh it, it goes both ways for sure nice kudos on the cure shirt wasn't a huge fan watched them get inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame a few years ago uh, i was up there to watch def leppard get inducted because they are part of my dna and kind of fell in love with the four or five songs the cure played i couldn't believe how good they were alive they're amazing. And I didn't fall into them until late high school, early college. Um, when I went through, you go through your angst ridden teenage years. And I was like, man, this is my band. I feel it. Um, but funny story. Hold that thought. Okay. Speaking of uh, Death Leopard. Oh, oh, my God. What a shirt. That's tremendous. Def Leppard, <laughs> Def Leppard on the Hysteria Tour in the round was my first concert with um, Queensryche opening. Concert. I saw that tour in Philly uh, at the old Spectrum, but I'd seen them the year before with Tesla open up for them. Uh, that's another one. First, yeah, underrated band. They were. Uh, I was like 10, 11, 12 years old when I got to go to my first concerts, and uh, I just remember same. being larger. We're in the same ballpark age-wise. Yeah, larger than life. Larger than life shows. I didn't know what I was. And that probably really began my love for music and just falling in love with just trying to discover and listen to music and then fell in a radio. So it all worked out. Well, I was lucky enough, my older brother, who is a radio guy down in Florida, he took me to my first concert. He he was a big music fan and still is. And so he was like, hey, little brother, this is what you're going to listen to. And he took me on his journey. So it's, it's pretty cool. 
Awesome, man. Well, Barry, I continue uh, continued success. We look forward to Planet Zero on July 1st. Uh, I have no doubt daylight's going to be in heavy rotation here in Atlantic City. Kill it in Germany. We'll see you in Camden at the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Now you can tell the guys where you're going yes. on September 11th. <laughs> We need to talk to somebody and get them to stop changing the damn names. What we need to do. Yeah, yeah. We what, one day I'll tell. Well, I can tell you right now. It was the Blockbuster Sony Entertainment Center. Then we shortened it to the E Center because they didn't want to say all that. Then it was the Tweeter Center. Then it was the Susquehanna Bank Center. Then it was the BB and T Pavilion. Then the Waterfront Pavilion for like uh, a cup of coffee. And now the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. <laughs> I guess they just keep selling it off to pay the mortgage on that building is what they're doing. There you go. So Larry, <laughs> all the best. I thank you for taking some time, and uh, we'll see you in September. Cheers. Thank you.